In partnership with Paizo, the No Direction Network welcomes you to our PaizoCon Online 2023 seminar coverage. Greetings, Starfighters and Pathfinders. I'm Dustin Knight, and welcome to Infinite Possibilities, how to write for Pathfinder Infinite. Uh, I'm joined here today with the very talented uh, other Infinite authors that you see here on screen. Uh, so please go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, we'll start with Vanessa. Hello, I'm Vanessa Hoskins. I am a, a developer for the narrative team at Paizo, but I am also one of the co-authors on Vellum and Lace, along with my other co-author, Helen Savor. Hi, uh, my name is James Beck. I am one of the co-founders of Eldritch Osiris Games, a workers' co-op for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Hi, I am Tony Saunders. I am one of the co-founders for Team Plus. Uh, we love Pathfinder Infinite, and that's our home. Right. And uh, for those who don't know, Pathfinder Infinite is an amazingly awesome uh, online marketplace and uh, idea place, you might even call it, for uh, authors and publishers to uh, release work that has compatibility with the uh, Lost Omens and Starfinder setting. Uh, using assets from Paizo in order to uh, create some of the greatest, uh, most incredibly cool uh, game aids, <laughs> adventures, third-party products, uh, uh, character options, everything you could find there. There's there's so much awesome stuff on there. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and it's really taken off on its own and created a number of these uh, uh, awesome communities and uh, brought forth all these new creators into the into the piezosphere here. Uh, but before I trail on anymore, uh, I would like to ask our panelists, uh, what excites you the most about Pathfinder Infinite? Uh, we'll start with Vanessa. I love the fact that you get to use Galarian's lore. Like Pathfinder, Starfinder, they're great systems, mechanically sound, uh, but the lore is the part that gets me most excited. Um, I just love the world and I love the richness of it. And so with Infinite, I really like the idea that I can use uh, the places, the deities, the just, just you know, the, the feel of Galarian and things that I write. Uh, specifically, I we write, um, Helen and I write Vellum and Lace, which is a episodic series and narrative about two uh, uh, women in their early 20s just going to the big city of Aslan <laughs> and getting in, into trouble. And I, we couldn't write that without being able to use Galarian in the setting. Otherwise, I mean, we could write about disaster women uh, doing <laughs> doing stupid things, uh, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same, I don't know, feel to it. Uh, being able to write in an established world just gives you so much narrative connective tissue to bring the world to life without having to make it whole cloth. Um, it's a huge advantage when writing something of this nature. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Uh, <laughs> James, how about yourself? Uh, what have you found really excited about Pathfinder Infinite? Yeah, so one of the things that I feel like everybody here can echo that I feel is really important to the Pathfinder Infinite space specifically is the connections that you're going to make inevitably. Um, one of the things that really helped EOG, and you know, I don't want to speak for on the whole company, there's a, quite a few of us, but one of the things is that we really like working with people. And, you know, I could name drop like probably about 20 different names here of amazing authors we've had the chance to like speak and work with or even interact daily with. So I would say 
not only having access to all of Pathfinder, I mean, literally the, the setting, all of Starfinder, but also access to some really interesting minds in the community that really challenge and make you think about a lot about what you're doing and specifically how you're going about it, I guess, would be it. I don't know, really cool people. <laughs> right, yeah, the community is amazing. Um, I've been able to, we've been able to see a lot of uh, people come together and uh, they have projects where they just thought they'd have to do it solo, but they're able to find people uh, either on the Pathfinder 2E creation subreddit or the Infinite Discord at infinite.net or the Paizo forums or their own discords or Twitter and uh, come together and, and really collaborate with each other and and either as editors or authors or, or artists uh, and create products that come out just really, really top tier. Uh, and uh, Tony, on to you. Yeah, Same so question. I mean, just, yeah, no, definitely gotta, gotta give a shout out to the people and especially the, the Infinite possibilities discord i mean that's where gary and i connected so really team plus kind of owes uh a lot just to the community in itself just for finding itself but i'd say the lost omens books are absolutely amazing for giving infinite authors really fertile ground to just you know like they they go through these settings in such a very brilliant way because not only do they bring more options but they they leave you asking questions about some of the valleys in between and that's really where the infinite authors get to kind of play and have these really cool um you know revisiting areas that maybe were a little less touched uh with some new options that players can kind of seek their teeth into Right. And what's nice about this marketplace is you don't have to release a 200 page book. It doesn't have to have uh, that kind of minimum. You could go ahead and release that five or six page book about a, an arc, uh, just a book where you're like, I want to, I want a Dulahan uh, ancestry. So I don't, I don't want to write seven or eight different undead ancestries. I just want the one uh, you, you couldn't get that published and printed as a physical paper book and uh, uh, ever make up that cost. But but being able to release it on this platform that's that's so readily available and, and people are checking out all the time uh, really makes it possible for you to delve into those really niche and narrow uh, ideas that Paizo loves throwing in their books. Uh, and of course, you're able to do it with my one of my favorite things about publishing Pathfinder Infinite, the art assets. Uh, I frequently say that if Pathfinder Infinite came out 10 years earlier, I would have been writing 10 years sooner. Um, <laughs> that was always my big, my big hurdle getting into uh, any kind of writing was, uh, wow, artwork is uh, pretty pricey. And um, uh, <laughs> books do not do not usually do very well without them. But Paizo provides all sorts of community content artwork uh, uh, from the blogs uh, to the stuff you'll see, a lot of the stuff you see in the wiki uh, to art packs that you could download on Pathfinder Infinite. Uh, and it really makes the, the products pop. It really helps fuel the imaginations of both the writers and the readers to get all these different art assets. Uh, and before we move on to the next question, though, I do want to point out to chat that we are more than willing to take your questions. So please go ahead and pop them <laughs> to chat. Um, anyone out there wants to write more? It's really not a... It, I mean, there's, there's some competition in that we do check out the top 10 board and, and make little memes about it frequently enough. Uh, <laughs> but... but <laughs> We, we want to see more books. We want more content. I mean, I want more books for my game. When I see a new book being released, I get excited. Download it, buy it, download it, figure out how to integrate it into my game. I mean, we're, we're fans, we're players, we're GMs as well. Uh, 
excuse me there. Uh, so uh, to ask another question, though, uh, do uh, do you have any advice that you want to give people who uh, want to get into writing on Pathfinder Infinite, uh, but aren't sure where to get started? Um, Vanessa? I think the, the best thing to write uh, or where to start is write what you're excited about. So if you get really excited about the mechanics and you are like, it would be really cool if there was an archetype that did this thing then write that archetype. Um, if you thought, well, there's a, I wish there was a magic item that did X, Y, and Z, write that item. Uh, like Dustin was saying, you don't have to have a 200 page book full of content. You can just say, I have this one archetype that I think is pretty cool and you can put it up there. And if you are unsure of like pricing or whatever, you can always price it like, pay what you want. Um, you can do all sorts of things like that to make it easier. There's a lot of tools out there. People like, like Dustin was saying, like hurdles in publishing are, well, where do I get the art? Where do I get layouts? Where do I get stuff like this? There are templates out there that will help you with the layout. There are templates out there that will, um, that will help you create a really tight looking product and you can grab the art from not only the packages that Paizo provides, um, but you can also look at any of the non-photograph art that is all over the, the blog for the last over a decade, tons and tons of art there. Um, and uh, I, I think James said there's a ton of, or maybe it was Chad, I can't remember. Uh, there's a, it's been a long day. There's a ton of really <laughs> good art on Pathfinder Infinite um, that you can also use, that you can can license for super cheap and then just put in your, your products. And more than that, if you're still like, why well, I still can't find the exact thing I need, check out the Infinite Possibilities Discord. There are tons of people doing collaborations on there. I know that um, I have a couple pending collaborations with some artists that I can't art. I can kind of pencil sketch, but I found some artists that can do the art pieces for some products that I was thinking about doing. Uh, and then we'll just, you know, share any money that we make. And I think that going out there and just doing it is the best way to get started. Yeah, completely agree with that. And if you check out the resources uh, channel on the uh, Infinite, Possi Infinite Possibilities Discord, uh, you will find links to uh, some amazing, uh, even royalty-free art or uh, very mm -hmm. affordable stock art, and links to people who have just assembled and dropped uh, tons of uh, Paizo community artwork from the blog. So you could look through it a little more easily and quickly, kind of separated by style or ancestry or what have you like that uh so uh in addition to resources like uh tips from experienced third-party authors and writers on how to price stuff or how to format things or what programs people use you know people are always sharing their their advice there um uh how about uh james do you have any uh, advice for first-time would-be writers who are nervous about getting into pathfinder infinite yeah it was one of the things that really interested me in pathfinder infinite to start um was getting into how to figure out how to publish it and how to just kind of get your name out there i think one of the things that a lot of freelancers or anybody who's been in the industry for a while will tell you is that getting your name out there is even if it's like a and i i don't mean this offensively if it's a terrible product it's still your name out there you are still managing to grow and learn and change and what's really nice is that there's people out there that are willing to work and develop with you i started uh my a good chunk of my writing career on pathfinder infinite from that i branched out to meet tons of different people that 
made Eldritch Osiris games possible. And now, like, you know, we've we've certainly done a lot in the last <laughs> uh, year. I think it was we did a count of like 90 products across various authors, titles and platforms. And that I, I seriously think that if you can manage to just find even three or four people that really can reside and feel comfortable giving you honest uh, feedback on your work, I think that is the most important thing possible. I think all of us here, either experienced or not, um, can talk about why that is so important. I mean, we literally pulled people that we felt comfortable in with their writing style, with their energy, their, I don't want to say vibes, but you know, uh, I, I definitely think that if you are willing to just even, even just say, Hey, I have this idea for this one feat, you know, about for assassin, it's called the Batman, you know, having somebody be able to proofread that, you know, right. it's a vigilante, you know, it's, it's a new feat for IP the vigilante warning. archetype. Like it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the exactly. flying Batman. Much there. better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but that's my point, though, is that you have somebody there who might be a little bit more knowledgeable. I, I'll admit it. I'm not an editor. I'm not a good, you know. I'm a good author. I can hype up products, but you know, editing I leave to other people. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. That, that's my idea, though. It's like I can always ask somebody. You know, I thankfully have the benefit of Eldritch Cyrus Games, but. Even before then, I had people in the community like Dustin, who literally, and I, I say this lovingly, live called me out on a stream once about my writing. <laughs> I, I, that caused me to like actually think about and want to write better. And you know, thankfully, a year later, it's gotten a lot better. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say just being willing to just talk with people. I, I, I think so many people get really caught up in the minutia of it's really difficult to just like put something on a platform and just be like i wrote this hi <laughs> just be like oh. just be really open about it i think i think that's really what makes everybody it makes infinite so great is just how many conversations do we have daily on the discord like about different ideas we all have like seriously so long story short uh talk with people i i promise they're awesome right right uh and tony do you have any advice for aspiring authors yeah, I mean, uh, I think the thing that, that comes back to me is is I think back to when I was just kind of getting started out. And what I would probably advise uh, people is if you are homebrewing, if you are taking the time right now to write new stuff for your game because you feel creative, because you love Galarian, because you love the game, don't think that being just you know doing these things for your home game, like that's the only thing that you can do with it. You can take that next step and you can go and put this material in other people's hands where they can, you know, get a hold of it. Like when I was first kind of like, kind of like brewing a little bit on my own, I got some really great advice from Mike Sayer that was basically like, go for it. Try reaching out and seeing if some of these publishers need help, if they need to get any of their material written, because there's a lot of them out there. And then I got my, uh, I got like a couple of gigs. I worked with Legendary Games for a while. And, you know, now I'm working with Dairy for Team Plus and doing, you know, books that we're really proud of, uh, you know, and doing really well. So I think that if you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, like, you know, I just write stuff for my my home games, but, you know, I, I couldn't really. Like, no, you can. I'm telling you right now. Let me be the person that tells you, you can go out and write something for yourself. You can put it out there in other people's hands and you can make one 
two, ten, a thousand tables a little bit happier because you gave them something that they didn't have before. I mean, that's, that's yeah. awesome. It. I... Oh, great. All right. So um, <laughs> uh, we got a lot of great questions from chat that I'm looking through here. Okay. And I'm going to start with this one that's uh, very important to the very nature of Pathfinder Infinite. Uh, GM Subterradan asked, are there any extra issues involved with the, with publishing Infinite Adventures or other content that ties into official Paizo Adventures? Things like expanding on NPCs or locations, introducing side quests, etc. And that is an excellent source of inspiration for Pathfinder Infinite. Um, uh, just to take this a little on myself, uh, there's uh, an excellent uh, zero-level uh, prequel adventure i believe for fly free or die in starfinder infinite there is a uh sequel to the beginner box um i believe it's called wrecked upon the shore uh and i know helen savor even wrote a, a side quest that you could throw into your agents of Edgewatch uh ap uh on top of we have a bunch of conversions very popular conversions of some first edition ap's into pathfinder second edition so uh, uh pathfinder infinite is a perfect place for for expanding on uh, existing adventure content. Um, uh, another one of my favorites is a uh, there's a Starfinder Society uh, uh, scenario that takes place in this uh, large prison complex, and the author went on Pathfinder Infinite and released a, I want to say it's about 30-page gazetteer to the prison. So if you want to uh, run that <laughs> uh, adventure with uh, more information than you could ever possibly need, there it is. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to cut you oh. off uh, too much. But I think one of the things, like to further expand upon that, is it uh, a product line that I think either all of us here or most of us here have managed to touch uh, in one way or another was uh, Queer Finder, which literally expands upon mm. large sections of Galarian. I mean, I personally have not written for Queer Finder. I'll be honest there, but you know, I've read through <laughs> it. It's great content. I know people who have worked on it. Uh, Nobody's perfect, I, I James. Mean, it, <laughs> I know. Look, I, I try my best. <laughs> but no, seriously, like that's the thing is that they manage to take stuff that is in Galarian and build upon it and really create something unique. You know, obviously, it's through the lens of, um, you know queerness and you know being proud of that i just remembered actually eog did a team up with queer finder i'm this is what my mind has been like all day where i'm forgetting stuff <laughs> but uh, uh but yeah that, that's the idea though Paizo 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 crazy <laughs> they don't tell you that uh but no seriously right? like, that's what queer fighters managed to do is take stuff in galarian and really expand upon it whether it's be through the deities through new cities new settings npcs anything really i think they've managed to do a lot in their last few issues mm -hmm, mm -hmm. definitely <laughs> definitely um we have a question here just for vanessa for your vellum oh. and lace collaboration was it created purely as a planned and written story uh was it a project where you played out or was it a product where you played out the elements and then wrote about them as a story so this isn't, uh, Villain and Lace wasn't like, oh, we played an adventure and then we wrote it as a narrative. Um, it was completely planned out as a narrative, but it is still rooted in the world of Galarian and the characters' actions are still rooted in the mechanics. Um, for example, uh, we actually created, uh, I'm going to spoiler alert, uh, the characters are second level. 
So just high enough that <gasps> they can get a free archetype and do some interesting things. Uh, and so no we way. wrote out the characters. Yeah. So we wrote out the characters so that we knew like, oh, I know that I'm an, Im like, like a, a Jellica, the character that I mostly main on there um, is a improvised weapon master. Uh, so she fights with like a pack of playing cards in the very first uh, issue, very first episode. And we, by rooting it in the world, it, it grounds us and it makes sure that anything that is happening in the story is something that could have played out at the table. Um, but it is a bespoke story that we, uh, that Helen and I came up with. Um, one thing, shout out to, to Helen, my co-author. When we, uh, when I wanted to do Vellum and Lace, I had this idea for these characters, but honestly was a little nervous about my own lack of experience uh, writing, uh, like just writing prose, writing a full narrative story. And I went to Helen, who I know has, has published uh, stories before and said, hey, do you want to write this with me? Um, partially just so I had someone whose expertise I could rely on. And I'll tell you, we both have different like strengths in prose and by being able to work together um we we're able to you know content edit and go through each other's thing uh you know you know documents and, and chapters and ask each other about it and really collaborate on it and it's it's made it a, a fantastic product uh, because we both have very different points of view on writing uh and by being able to assist each other and aid each other um, i think has really brought a lot more life to it so if there is something you are considering hey i want to do but i'm a little nervous about it find yourself a co-author and work with somebody else get another point of view i know after the the first arc that we finished for vellum and lace i feel a lot more confident as a prose author than i did before so yeah that was way more and than the question asked, but I wanted to talk. Oh, about that's it. fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Helen was in chat saying even in uh, fiction you use the free archetype system. Uh, even in fiction, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> right. All right. Um, uh, so we got another question here. Um, uh, this is just quick answer I'm going to give here. I've been asked by a couple people now. Will there be Pathfinder for modern or space? Uh, which I suggest checking out Starfinder for space. Uh, and someone else asking, <laughs> is Infinite for publishing alternate world settings? Uh, you are are free to uh, write, if you wanted to write 1940s style Galarian, uh, you know, you I suppose you could do that on Infinite. Its strength really is the ability to write within the setting of the, you know, the Lost Omens and or Pact World setting um, uh, or setting agnostic material. Uh, that that really is the the great strength here of Pathfinder Infinite. Um, we had another question here. How hard is it, how hard is it to find someone to help with making your content VTT friendly? Does anyone want to jump on this? Uh, I'm, James or I could probably either one. It's no, it's, no Tony, I, you got it. Tony, go for <laughs> yeah. it. I talk too much. Uh, so so I think I think the best way to probably try to find um the right uh people to do a VTT implementation is uh one just first of all write something that you feel like will inspire people to want to use it. You know, and as soon as people start to want to use it, it should be. It should be easy to probably try to transition it to the next step, which is finding someone in like the VTT spaces, which one of the, I have to shout out the uh, um, Foundry VTT Pathfinder 2E Discord. They do a lot of really great work over there. That's actually where I ended up interacting with quite a few individuals that now Team Plus has, I think we're up to uh, 
three, four, four devs officially, one part-time helper that refuses to officially join the team, but frequently jumps in and offers a lot of, a lot of help. So thank you to Kale. And then, um, we have a couple of people trying to help with the path builder integrations, Malcolm Ross and Josh White. So it, it comes down to first, you want to make sure that people are, you know, cause it's not an easy thing to do the VTT thing and it can be expensive. Um, especially if you're doing it separate or if you're doing it part of the original product, it kind of depends on how you want to do that. Um, so make sure there's a, a demand there first, but finding the people, there's really great VTT communities where you can basically, you know, get in touch with them, see if someone's interested in doing the work, um, and then, you know, work something out with them. And then there's also the dreaded, which a lot of infinite authors uh, might find themselves in, and some don't mind it, is to do it yourself. Because Foundry VTT and Path Builder 2E um, are two really common ones. Uh, they, they have a lot of documentation. There's a lot of ways to guide you through the process. It can be done. Um, it is not as bad. I've actually done a decent amount of data entry myself on occasion. So <laughs> it's just one of those things where if you have to find the, the time and the patience to do it, you can do it yourself if you need to. And, and I find it actually, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I find it actually really helps improve your product. I found uh, transcribing a lot Absolutely. of my stuff into Foundry. I found a lot of like, oh, yeah, I, I worded this feed a little bit wrong. Oops. Uh, Got to go back to the PDF and change that, uh, which uh, that was <laughs> that. But yes, the Foundry Discord is immensely helpful. You could go on there and just be like, I don't know why this this isn't working. Can someone help? And just show them your code and, and people will volunteer to be like, oh, yeah, you forgot a line here. Uh, and uh, they'll, 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 I can't, I can't guarantee that they'll help, of course, uh, but they have been immensely helpful. And uh, I did an interview with one of them. So there is a might be a little outdated, but there is a video guide on how to put your stuff up on uh, uh, on Foundry uh, somewhere up on YouTube there. If you look up Pathfinder Infinite Foundry integration, you should be able to find it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, here we have, oh, uh, so we have some people asking about, uh, the, um, uh, the, the remaster and, uh, uh whether or not that's going to affect your <laughs> products in any way, shape or form. Uh, I just want to throw in here real quick that one of my favorite parts of publishing in Pathfinder Infinite is it really opened my, my, my mind to how easy it is to errata, uh, digital only products when you're the only share <laughs> the main shareholder uh, when, when you don't have to go to the team and, and ask everybody uh, when people come to you with with a minor thing like you know this says DC equal to like you put caster level not class not ca not class level, level and you'll be whatever. like character yeah. level yeah and you'll be like oh okay sure, thank you whatever. I'm gonna fix yeah. that real quick and if it's a major fix, you could even send out emails to everyone who's previously purchased, and they will all know, oh, cool. Um, and you could even throw in an extra feed in there if you feel like, I don't want to hassle everybody, but you know what? Free feet, because uh, I got another idea. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, does anyone here happen to have I mean, any... Um... Oh, go ahead, please. Sure, I'll, I'll <laughs> speak to it. So the remaster stuff is going to be published under the ORC license rather than the OGL. From a legal standpoint, this is the largest difference. We already know that the rule system is going to be compatible, so you shouldn't 
need to worry about any of your uh, OGL published infinite content uh, being somehow incompatible with the new remastered rules. However, uh, once those rules are released, if you want to write something that is a remastered based uh, product, let's say it's using one of the new spells uh, or the new uh, take on Warpriest or something like that, what you'll want to do is you'll want to publish that under uh, under the ORC license rather than the OGL. Um, so this gets into a little bit of the, the legal ramifications of publishing. I know that there is really good FAQs out there that help you with that. Um, and I'm sure that those will all be updated with the remaster and ORC license information once those are out. Exactly. One thing you could do, now that I'm thinking mm -hmm. about it, you could publish something now under OGL and then update it for the revised rules later uh, and just attach the file. You can have multiple files attached in a product. So you can say, oh, here's the remastered rules version. And that way there's a couple different things that someone can look at if they're like, oh, well, I want to use your product, but I'm using the remastered rules and I don't want to have to do any conversions. Okay, cool. Let's just, just like Dustin said, re-release it, send an email out to everyone that owns it saying, hey, there is now a remastered file if you want to go grab that. Exactly, exactly. And on the topic of mechanics, uh, how do you make sure the content you publish is balanced and not too weak or too strong? Is it just a strong grip on the system or are there any specific steps you take to make sure that it's ready to be shared for others to use? Can I take this one? Please. Editors. <laughs> I, <say> this, <laughs> I, I genuinely mean it. Uh, so I think uh, when you get more and more used to writing for Pathfinder, writing for Star, actually writing for any sort of TTRPG, you sort of start getting into a rhythm. You start to understand like internal balance. Um, but I honestly say that editors are what really are like become the unsung heroes in this case, uh, because I've written tons and tons for Pathfinder, whether it's through various products, whether it's, you know, uh, EOG, Sinclair's, so on and so forth. Um, having a discussion with editors or people who are also experienced really helps because I, I think even the most experienced of authors will find something is maybe something off. You just didn't catch it. You know, a lot of us maybe can write off of a gut feeling and just be like, I know in my head this feels balanced. But having somebody just go there and like what uh, Dustin said earlier, like you wrote caster level instead of, you know, class DC. Um, you end up like finding some smaller things and editors that really know their work and, you know, really have played with the system, really understand the nuance of the system really helps. And, you know, even if you don't have like a full dedicated editor, having just somebody else in in the room with you and just saying, hey, you know, this feat reminds me of power attack. And so I know that means the scaling for this might seem a little off or a little too strong or maybe even a little too weak. I've had both ends of the uh, game happen where I've written for something that was maybe a little underpowered for a level, you know, 14 feet and something I may have written that would have just destroyed the game because it did infinite amounts of damage. I did not write that, by the way. But, you know, my point exactly. Infinite amount of <laughs> damage because it's Pathfinder Infinite doesn't mean <laughs> infinite damage, okay? I'm telling you, I'm thinking 10 steps ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, oh. um... Editors, like we, we are so blessed to have um, Dylan because Dylan is a very thorough to the point where I see a document where I'm like, I feel really proud in this. And I see about 50 comments on it. I'm like, I'm a, a little less proud of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, seriously. 
uh, <laughs> having having somebody there and just who plays the game is probably the most important thing when it comes to knowing if your content is too strong or too weak. You know, I, I joke about an infinite damage, you know, uh, ability, but you know, if I feel like that's strong, like really, you know, underpowered, having somebody in there just go, James, stop, think about what you're doing for two seconds is, you know, pretty right. good. <laughs> I have yet to write the infinite damage, but you know, maybe <laughs> April Fools next year. <laughs> right, and uh, it is nice too that Pathfinder Two E is such a modular system that, like. Not only is it modular, but it's modular on top of such a strong mathematical chassis that you're as long as you follow basic design principles, it's very you're far less likely to break things than with other game systems potentially. Uh, and uh, on these products that we release, uh, we could also very frequently release notes, uh, sidebar stuff saying like, I intended for this to be used only with this, this, and this. You might have problems if you encounter using this ability with this one spell or something so uh maybe talk to your players about that uh usually there's more there's there's better ways you could go about doing that there's there's uh, more elegant solutions than that but if need be that 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 is always a final solution you could you know rely on here but uh i have one more question here that i want vanessa to uh to cover uh we have a question here in chat that does the ogl2 orc switch have any impact on the community use package uh yes it sure does so um we actually had some comments in chat from mark moreland our director of brand strategy and they were fantastic uh the ogl to orc switch will definitely have an effect on the community use policy uh, and compatibility licenses. Those will need to be updated as part of this process, but we do not have any new versions of those released yet. I mean, the ORC isn't technically released yet, so, uh, but you can definitely expect to see updated versions of those. Um, the other thing while we're back on that subject, uh, I talked before about you could always release like an OGL version and an ORC version of a product. Make sure that when you do that, um, or if you release a uh, orc version of a product that you do not also use OGL only material. Um, so anything that uh, you could do a side by side on people, I'm sure that people will. Uh, anything that doesn't appear in the remaster books um, shouldn't be something that you include. Uh, so if you see that spells are removed during the remaster, you don't want to include references to those spells in your uh, orc materials. So just just be aware um, that even though they are compatible rule systems, from a legal licensing standpoint, you want to keep things fairly siloed. Good answer. Very, very good answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, and I'm back on the topic of balance, I also try to use my stuff in my own home game as much as I can. Uh, it does come off a little weird sometimes when there's this random enemy that will show up, but I'll be like, they understand what I'm doing and uh, kind of appreciate it too. Um, <clears throat> Why is there a fire uh, elemental in my aqua campaign? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm releasing fire elementals of Galarian, so uh, it's there. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, so we had, there's another question here I wanted to definitely get. Oh, uh, someone was asking, does Pathfinder Infinite have clauses about not selling the product or derivatives of it on other platforms? It does, but you could sell pro... There are some products on there that are 
kind of lost omens variants of third-party products that are what were sold elsewhere before they were sold on Pathfinder Infinite. Like uh, the uh, uh, Rogue Genius Games has a uh, mole people, and then they decided, oh, cool, we can now write about the mole people of Galarian and what those are like. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll add in some extra rules elements, but for the most part, it's a bunch of cool lore on how you could incorporate this ancestry into your campaign, which that is the strength of Pathfinder Infinite is, you know, you could use the setting. And uh, no, you cannot take uh, your book that uses the Galarian setting and then sell it elsewhere because you won't have that licensed agreement elsewhere so there is that uh and of course you know i am i am not a attorney and if you figure you want to do any of this you should contact <laughs> on it true. and nobody on the stream has given anything even remotely resembling legal advice uh and you can contact the there's a an email attached to the guide on the drive through rpg site that you could go to ask further questions for there's a large guide on the pathfinder infinite site near the bottom that you could click on that will have even more information and there's a lot of these resources available on the infinite disc on the infinite possibilities discord that you could find at infinite.net that will uh you'll be able to find a lot of help there oh here's a fun one uh so we'll just go with all, all of us for this question uh we'll start with vanessa uh how do you decide what you want to write next whatever i'm excited about so uh, with like Vellum and Lace, we had a release schedule, so we had to figure out the story and do it. But for other, I, I have uh, several other half-baked projects that I haven't been able to finish and get up there. Um, but there are always things that I start thinking about that I'm like, you know, it would be really cool, this thing. And so I'll usually open a Google Doc, I'll write a bunch of notes, I might write a feed or two, I might write, you know, an item that goes with the idea, whatever it is. Um, but I just, I think that being inspired uh, by the world around you, by other science fiction and fantasy properties, uh, just just by your own imagination, um, I would say whatever you should write next is the thing that you get excited about. It is always easier to write about something you're excited about and excited to write than something you're like, you know what would be really helpful and sell well? Like, okay, more power to you. Um, but I think you'll have more fun and you'll probably get a better product if it is something that you're um, really just jazzed to write. Definitely, definitely. And when you hit that bug, when you get that that muse, even if you're working on something else, uh, Pathfinder Infinite mm -hmm. has the flexibility to allow you to just I'm just going to put this aside for now because I could probably crank out a couple thousand words of this that I'm suddenly excited mm -hmm. about. Uh, that's always an option. Uh, James, how about you? How do you uh, find inspiration? Oh, man, I got to follow Vanessa on that excellent answer. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, passion is such a large part of it, but I think what's really cool is that you can start to explore things that maybe you just haven't seen before. Um, one mm -hmm. of the things that I really find really cool is I'm trying to think about like all the stuff G has released over the last year. And I would say what keeps me constantly going back to the writing is just seeing stuff that we have not seen before, perhaps. So one of the things was like, well, we haven't seen a bear ancestry. So, you know, uh, in profit or Joshua Birdsong wrote uplifted bear from that was inspired by Starfinder. Uh, mm -hmm. you get to see all these really cool stuff that just might not have existed yet and that you do feel hey this would be really cool if this was in the game somewhere and um i think that's what constantly keeps me going back is just a pure drive of just wanting to see more and more content out there make uh i think what tony said was excellent when it's like even if you make one person happy that's made one person's day happier 
you know so even if it, it doesn't sell well or you know it just was like i didn't you know i wouldn't say didn't give it your all but you know like you just like i feel like this could have been a lot better then you made somebody's day happier by releasing even the base level product. You know, I think that's that's really what's incredible about Pathfinder Infinite is that even if you make one person happy, then that's for me, that's always a drive to keep writing and just, you know, keep getting better is if one person was like this changed the way I looked at the game, then I'm going to write more stuff that hopefully changes the way you look at the game. Ha, great. And Tony, do you have anything to add to this? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I think that Vanessa and James are both right. Write what comes from your heart. That matters a lot. However, my my perspective when I'm thinking about writing is I always want to come at it from how many people can I make smile? Like who is out there and they need something? I'm trying to help those people. Like I'm trying to solve, uh, you know, like their problems, how they can have a better time at the table. Like that's what gives me like you know, the feel good. So when I'm like thinking about inspiration, I like to put myself in like a box. I was like, all right, here's the thing people want. How are you going to help them? Like, how are you going to solve that thing that they're looking to do for their table? How are you going to make it possible to play, you know, like a barbarian that has an animal companion? How are you going to, you know, how are you going to make it to where this, you know, one faction of fire's finest, you know, works a little bit different. Um, so and for us, for, for Team Plus, it's gotten even even wilder now because now we do ranked choice voting for our upcoming you know choices. And we typically um, have ideas already kind of worked up for directions we can take with those, those book for us. And I don't know that that's necessarily what everybody else needs to be doing. So I will just say that as well as write something that you want to write, make sure you're inspired. That's where the good stuff comes from first. But if you can also write something that you think that somebody else really wants, that somebody else doesn't have, or something that will make another table, you know, have a good time, that's that's the next, you know, rung of the ladder, I think. Awesome. Awesome. Great answer. All right. Um, so uh really quick answer for this. Uh Lord Greyhawk and chat asks, can infinite products include back page ads for other tight end products? Uh the answer is yes, they can and they do. Um you could find examples of that. The first one that comes to mind is uh, QueerFinder has uh, ads for other infinite products. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, yes, you can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, uh, here's one again for everybody. Uh, what is your, uh, and we'll do this before we get into, as the panel is coming to a close, uh, talking about our own products. But before we talk about our own products, uh, what's your favorite infinite product that you did not work on? That's an unfair so question. <laughs> there's right? so many yeah <laughs> it's it's very just and it doesn't have to be your all-time favorite if you change your mind five minutes from now no one's gonna blame you there's sure. so many good things one of the things i really like is actually a series of things um so ashton sperry uh also known as the game raccoon and pathfinder infinite has this entire series of stock art that you can use um in their very particular style and there's i'm, I'm looking at it now there's a gray maiden a hell knight a grand duchess Desna. Um, there's a bunch of different stock art out there that is absolutely gorgeous um, and all reasonably priced uh, that you could definitely get either for use in like a home game or even to use in your products. It's it's such cool stuff. <laughs> I might make my next character by browsing their art and just picking a character and being like, that's, that's who I'm going to play. <laughs> nice, nice. I love their pieces. They're so pretty. Like every time a new mm -hmm. one comes up, I'm like, oh wow, like just they're gorgeous. 
good stuff. Right, right. Uh, do you have a Do you have one, James? Uh, any that you want to? Any random products you want to shout out to? Uh, the, anything that comes to mind when we say favorite product? The The difficult thing is they said that we didn't have a hand in creating, and I've worked with so many authors <laughs> over the year. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> my hand has been in a lot of them. I would say if I had to give a shout out, it would be to Archon. Uh, I know, like, I have a bias there because we've been working with Archon since after his brawler came out, and we've worked with every class he's worked on since then. But he has such a unique perspective on class design that I I truly am just blown away every time he's just like, James, I got a new class. I'm just like, hit me with it. You know, I want to know it immediately because he has such a great mind and a sense for creativity that I, I would say anything with an Archon title on it is instantly like 10 times better just because of the passion behind every word he ever writes. And I, I truly, yeah, Archon would be, if I, had to, if I had to go with a single line, it would, it would definitely be Archon titles. All right. And Tony, anything you want to shout out to? Yeah, I reject that question. I'm going to say a lot of people. So, um, so the I like the Parlor Color, <laughs> Glory and Unleashed, NPC Index line is fantastic as well. All of the Queer Finder issues. The second one is absolutely fantastic. We actually did a rundown of that one recently. Um, EOG's Symbiote, Archon's got lots of stuff. The Archivist just dropped. Uh, let's see. Um, Simon Hunter is doing a uh, a series of tasks and deeds, which is fantastic. Um, and then, of course, Velm and Lace. Uh, and then there's the Spell Trickster line from Dustin Knight. Some of some of you might have heard Papa Fox. Uh, and then Kitsune of Galarian. And if I missed you, I'm sorry, but I have big love for you. You were all fantastic. I love everything I see on Infinite. Um, I, I'm amazed at how talented the group of people um, that, that publish there are. It's, it's truly amazing to see new content come out that really is inspired every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's how I started my my uh, former review show was, uh, you know, I couldn't decide. There was just so much good stuff and I wanted people to see it. I wanted people to use it. So I just started gushing about every book I could get my my hands on there. Um, uh, in fact, you you pretty much took uh, any of the ones that I wanted to shout out to. Uh, <laughs> you've, you've pretty much taken there. Uh, I'm going to use this. That okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am going to use this as an opportunity, though, to answer somebody else's question and also point out, um, I did really love how, uh, I believe it was called Ooze Folk of Galarian. Uh, mm. Yes, Ooze Folk mm -hmm. of Galarian. I love how they uh, uh, integrated in first edition Starfinder and second edition into the same book. So you get the lore for all three uh, with some, of course, uh, added lore for the Starfinder one to make it fit the new setting. Uh, and then the mechanics to all three, it made it a, a really strong product that uh, helps you, it helps inspire its use in uh, any of your favorite Paizo games. Uh, that's, you know, that's always welcome. All right. Value. Uh, so if, if, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying value. Like that's an oh, value. amazing, valuable product. Yeah, value. Uh, if you have any further questions, you could check uh, you could check us out either on our AMAs uh, on the Discord or at Infinite.net, where there is always discussions and places to ask questions about Pathfinder Infinite. Uh, Pathfinder Infinite. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, we're just going to go through real quick, though, and uh, to discuss uh, what we've been working on and uh, uh, you know 
our latest products. So uh, please go ahead, uh, Vanessa. Oh, goodness. Um, so right now we're at a bit of a hiatus with uh, Vellum and Lace, but we're planning the next arc. Um, hopefully we'll be able to start publishing those again soon. Uh, but uh, right now the entire first narrative arc is available on uh, on Pathfinder Infinite. And I believe, I wish Helen was, Helen, Helen's in chat, she can let us know. Um, I believe there's a bundle, so you can get a discount if you want to read the whole thing. Um, but the first prologue the episode zero is already at a really steep discount so if you want to see what you're getting into buy that it's like less than a dollar i think and you can uh and you can check it out and see what what vellum and lace is all about it is a uh, as i said disaster queer sisters adopted sisters running amok in the city of absalom and getting into all sorts of trouble so <laughs> excellent excellent uh i went ahead and dropped the link to that in chat thank you uh no problem. Uh, so, James, uh, what are y'all up to? Uh, for EOG specifically, we are currently working on uh, Monstrous Beasts, A Guide to Friend Them, as we are currently wrapping up that our uh, Kickstarter that did, like I think, 9.6k. Uh, and so we're, we're currently just waiting on a ton of art. But in the back burner, we did announce this recently, so I don't get in trouble. Uh, we're working on MechFinder, <laughs> a Pathfinder and D&D 5e hack. It is I, I've sent it, uh, some demo copies off to a few people, and uh, so far the reception has been really well. But we also like, I just want to like sh keep shouting people out because obviously this is now is the time, perfect, great opportunity. Uh, we've been working with people inside the uh, Infinite community to make the project even better. So both Simon Hunter, John Holmes, and Archon have all played, in like, uh, Derry have all played key parts into developing MechFinder into what it is today. And we're working on tons of smaller products in the meantime. I can't go into details on all of them right now, but you know, let's just say we don't have to wait a year for a centaur. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And uh, and Tony, anything uh, you're excited to announce or shout out? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we we just got well, just I mean, it feels just, but uh, we <laughs> we released Firebrands uh, Plus last uh, month, which is basically like a little bit more of a deep dive into uh into the the firebrands and like expanded some new options to them and kind of just gave like the whole thing like more things one of the big things about this book that i that was pretty excited about was that it has crew rules which is basically kind of a play on animal companions and the entourage feet you know had like a, a baby and is a little bit more limited but it gives you kind of this little crew that you can kind of turn into a mini troop on occasion if you can inspire them into a fight so um we felt that that was pretty appropriate for uh freedom fighters to try to inspire people uh to action and kind of put together you know crews of their own to try to get uh jobs done and plus everybody likes pirates so uh we've got our, our wonderful firebrand on the on the cover swinging in front of uh a, a pit it looks like a pit fiend i think maybe yeah pro i'm pretty sure I, I i'm gonna go with pit fiend <laughs> i love those cover um, illustrations yeah, but we still have a uh, we have a bundle right now. You can actually get all of year one team plus uh, content. Uh, today is actually the one year anniversary of of Witches Plus, so we were very excited. And I love this cover. Derry did this cover in 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 like one day. He just sat down and and crunched the whole thing. So it's just a custom cover for the bundle that has all four of our classes plus iconics on it. So I I fell in love absolutely immediately. 
Um, on the horizon, we're looking to take down uh, uh, Magus or Bagus Plus. I, I've been contented on the name a couple of times. I call them Magus. So uh, Magus Plus is where we're headed next. And uh, we've already turned over a few uh, pieces of content to the playtesters. And we're very excited to, to get that out. We hope next month looks like what we should be able to do. Excellent. And uh, anyone watching can find a number of my own products up on uh, Pathfinder Infinite, such as Spell Tricksters, uh, Starstone the Ascension. Uh, one of them, Spell Tricksters of Last Wall up there is in the bundle, the uh, Pathfinder Infinite bundle that I definitely want to touch on, which is being linked in chat right there, where you can get uh, a ton of books for a great deal. Um, it's it's the uh, PaizoCon 23 Mega Bundle. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, also, I have a little uh, simulated trading card game called Starstone: The Ascension, based on a on a paragraph from uh, Lost Omens Grand Bazaar that lets you uh, play a game with your hero cards uh, between your PCs. Uh, it was really fun to write. Uh, I really mm -hmm. had a fun time playing it myself. It's just silly fun and shows that you could write pretty much anything you want and you'd be surprised how many people <laughs> respond with i've been looking for something like this for so long and you're like oh wow uh <laughs> i thought that was just a vanity project but awesome glad to hear that you liked it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and there is uh tons of great starfinder and pathfinder uh products up on infinite uh but we have run out of time so we will just oh, end yeah. by telling people where they can find us. So I'm Dustin Knight. You can find me at the PaizoCon uh, Discord. You can also find me at the Infinite Discord at infinite.net. And you can find me at Twitter at Warlock Kitsune. I'm Vanessa Hoskins. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at NinjaCatVanessa uh, or come over to the Pathfinder Events Discord and find my AMA and ask me all sorts of questions. Uh, I'm James Beck. You can find me at GeekJames513 on Twitter, where I go absolutely insane about Pathfinder 2E and everything about it. Uh, or you can follow at Eldritch Osiris on Twitter to keep up to date with everything we got going on there. And I'm Tony Saunders, and you can find me on uh, Reddit, uh, and you can find me on at uh, XX the Faceless Man or Faceless Man nine seven zero seven on Discord, and then uh, at the Team Plus Twitter account, which is at the Team Plus. Excellent. Uh, so thank you everyone for showing up. Thank you for our audience for submitting some great questions. Our next panel is Check Yourself Self-Editing for Writers. So I highly recommend anyone <laughs> who wants to write on Pathfinder Infinite stay for that because even if you hire an editor, knowing how to self-edit yourself is an invaluable skill. Uh, thank you very much for all for the time and thank you Paizo for giving us both the platform of this panel and the platform of Pathfinder and Starfinder Infinite as a whole. Thank you for joining us for this installment of the PaizoCon Online 2023 Seminar Coverage, brought to you by Paizo and the No Direction Network. For more great gaming podcasts, visit nodirectionpodcast.com.